Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we like to talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. My name's Don Marshall. I'm a big, fat, chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood, and today I am a pancake pooped out pancake boy, because uh. I, I do not do not eat at IHOP before recording a podcast. It's a very bad idea. <laughs> I mean, just pancakes are not a, like, I have something to do today food. They're not a top flight food. It was something fast. I had 10 minutes. Hi, my name is Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and chubby chaser. And uh, uh, I had some delicious sour bre- sourdough bread and some lovely cheddar cheese. And um, yes, I just had my, my little that continental really breakfast. Good. Yes, yeah. it was delightful. tasty as hell. It was delightful. Was the bread buttered? No, it was <gasps> not. Monster. A, no, but it was a very moist, chewy sourdough baguette. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I mean, not I'll, a I'll allow baguette. it. Not I'll a proper baguette, it. but you know. <laughs> it's the only way the word moist is nice <laughs> to hear. I'm Kirby Gizon. <laughs> I am Speaking a, of moist. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a super chub in West Hollywood today. <laughs> and I guess I'm a, a uh, I guess a cupcake boy because I had a cupcake with my how, coffee. How, how moist was it? It was appropriately moist. <laughs> how green is my valley? How moist? Never mind. Did uh, you frost your cupcake? Um, what was unusual was... I was like, something is different about my coffee. And I realized that Dan gave me hazelnut syrup instead of vanilla syrup. I mistook the syrups. Monster. Uh, I mean, it was not. Monster once again. (laughs) You're allergic. Twice in one podcast. Twice in one morning. (laughs) No, it was nice. It was just like, it was different. It was, you know, it's a nutty. It's I like hazelnut and coffee. Yeah. Uh, My name is Michael Willer. I am a chaser. And hey, I said my last name this time. I don't usually do that. Um, anyway, today I am That's, an on-the-go rap boy because I had rap from Starbies on the way here, and it was just fine. Nothing notable about it whatsoever. <laughs> and you found an open Starbucks. That's something. Uh, yeah, the one right right around the corner. It's like 300 feet away from my house. So we were talking about this before we started recording. There's been a Starbucks purge in our city. Yes. Uh, what was it? 27 locations shut down? It's fun. They Well, they claim it's for safety, but it's funny how all of them are the biggest unionizing stores. Yeah, funny mm. that, huh? Boo. Because the one, the Starbucks that's literally two two blocks further down, but much, much smaller, <laughs> apparently has no safety concerns worth closing, closing for. <laughs> <laughs> Until they unionized here. <laughs> well, in other unionized, unionizing news, uh, we have a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> there you we go. Did. I, did I do it? <laughs> did I segue? That was a very smooth transition. You well, segue. Yes. Thank way you very well much. That. Much yeah. admiration. Um, going strong, going strong. We are running it to support the payment of an editor for the show. Um, it's been going very well. We are working on some content. I know uh, I, so the, one of the issues we're running into with the Patreon as far as content generation goes is that it still falls on me. <laughs> so we sort of just shuffled sideways. Um, so it, it doesn't help that all of us came down with COVID at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's A little true. bit it's of a true. speed bump in but our content creation. I promise we are working on some cool stuff. We're going to do, uh, we have a mini soda or two coming up. We are going to release a cool video or two coming up. So That's just, so cool. Um, yes, it was. It's quite cool. Well, no, it actually really wasn't because it was at least one of them is set in Vegas, which was, in fact, not cool uh, in the literal sense. <laughs> you mean it was extremely wise, hot yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the figurative sense and literal. Anyway, hot like sexy. There you go. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> We're on the rails, everybody. Yes. I promise. <laughs> These are just a- very winding tracks. Did you need a second shovel? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, one's good. As we I want Michael's. I don't know. He's on. uh I'm imagining it's all on like different, like I'm skateboarding and I'm like, <laughs> speed up, man. And I like jump over you. Maybe you're on roller skates with like knee pads and elbow pads and a helmet. And I'm jumping, I'm jumping over Michael and I'm like coming to a stop to 
uh, tell everyone that next week we're going to be discussing the Netflix show Dead End Paranormal Park. That's right. Uh, which is an adaptation of uh, Hamish Steele's graphic novel, Dead Endia. This is the most, so I've watched the first couple episodes and we're going to talk about it next week in full, but this is the most Trevor show or thing <laughs> I've ever seen. It is. It's very- For those of you who don't wander around Trevor's mind on a regular basis, as I do, uh, <laughs> yes, you can, you can get a, a sense of the landscape in there from this the show. Is, yeah, this is distinctly and in, in, in no, yes, very so Trevor. So it's, it's a horror show? Yes. Okay. Um, well, there's zombies. I mean, it's sort of there's, monster of the week, I would say. Yeah, there's horror. There's um, drag queen esque female characters. There's there's a there's lot of identity representation. Animals, yeah. And does she? Well, we'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Later, but yeah. Yes. Well, but anyway, so if you want to be in the know for that conversation, if you happen to have Netflix, go ahead and watch at least episode, I would say episodes one and two. Or just watch the whole show um, if you can. But yeah, so it's I mean, well, Dead End Paranormal Park on Netflix. Yes. Yep. Um, Twenty minutes long. Enjoy. Uh, is that all the bookkeeping? Out That's of the way? bookkeeping. I think I'm, it is. Okay. I'm skating along still now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, here we go. Right into <laughs> pop, pop culture. culture. Um, so we have an article in Stylist um, that I think Trevor. You found in your fat fat gregator, right? <laughs> yes. Well, so the story behind this, in terms of like fat gregator stuff, was so there is uh, a campaign released by the Spanish government uh, for like beach going stuff, and it's like a body positive campaign. It's a bunch of diverse women at the beach. All and, bodies belong at the beach. Yeah, yes. it's a really great campaign in uh, for for Spain. It's you know everybody is a beach body. Yes. Yeah. So I can't. That came up. I thought it looked kind of weird. There was just something about it that was weird. And I, didn't, I think it's because at first I didn't know it was an illustration. I thought it was just a very like heavily photoshopped airbrushed photo. Oh, and these are the airbrushed photos of the bodies who would be at the beach mm -hmm. bodies of all sizes. And you know, it's a great idea for a campaign. Yeah. yeah. Except that. Unfortunately, they, yes. uh, they stole at least a couple images of actual models, yes. including uh, Naomi Nicholas Williams, uh, who is a plus size model, um, has a big social media following, and they took a picture of her posing uh, in her own bedroom. That and by was, take a picture, you mean stole a picture? Took, yeah, took, literally took, as in, yes. Uh, took used, used her likeness without her permission. Without yeah. permission, yeah. and uh, photoshopped her out of her own environment onto the beach with the other people, <laughs> and like the whole thing obviously didn't, Tell her didn't ask permission, didn't pay her. Like, and as if that's not like mm, sort of yucky enough, they also found a uh, a disabled person. a disabled person, and then airbrushed out her prosthetic, her yeah. prosthetic leg. Yeah, yeah. Which is oh, what almost grosser. But you're dealing with you're doing a campaign for inclusionism. On oh, the beach. it's not that inclusive, Don. But Don, <laughs> it gets better because then there was a. I'm so confused. There was a third model. Oh no, oh, no. Where uh, the model had a double mastectomy and they took her face and put it on a different body. <gasps> Whoa. Why? Because it's body bother. positivity. Why bother? Dude, this it's, is like straight up contradictory to what you're exactly, trying to do. Exactly. Because we like body positivity as long as we're positive about the bodies we're featuring. Well, and so the, <laughs> wow. the, the article is about Naomi responding to this and basically saying, like, this is not okay. You can't just steal. And, and, and she. She brings it to a place that I think is incredibly relevant, which is that, you know, women have to fight every day to be listened to and to have the respect that they deserve. And you can't just take somebody's image, somebody's livelihood, essentially out of their control in her case. and mm -hmm. use it um, mm -hmm. in, in her specific case. 
and it, it's it's pretty gross. The artist responded, so it wasn't the the government hired somebody. Obviously, they contracted mm-hmm. somebody, and the artist who did the actual work, who stole the images, um, basically said like. I didn't realize I needed to pay for this and is trying to make good and is yeah. like going to work out like paying all the people oh, for oh. in retrospect. And like, they, they, they also stole the, the font. typeface. Mm. They the, stole the literally ty- the typeface. Oh my God. Yeah. They stole the typeface as well. And like, Oh, I didn't realize that if it's on the internet, it might not be free. That was basically the excuse. It's on that the was, internet. It must be free. Yeah. I mean, if this is a state department, they should have legal. So that's on them. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, they should have it's, to pay through the nose. It's it's Spain, Dom. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're a legal entity. It's not so, great. It's so. something where it's like, I mean, before because like so like I said, when I, ta- I saw this and I thought it looked weird. This was before the controversy came out, and I was like, I just put it in my little thing aside, and then I saw this come up about the first person being discovered that like oh they didn't get permission, and then it just kind of kept rolling, and it kept getting worse and worse yeah. and worse. Um, I don't know if there have been any updates on it since this story came out. It leaves off with them basically, Naomi's saying that, you know, they're, they're working out the payment, but it hasn't been done yet. There's, Mm -hmm. they're basically working on it with her agent and blah, 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 blah. I like how she handled it, which was basically, I don't, I'm not looking to torch anybody Mm -hmm. online, especially like I'm not trying to string them up, but this is not okay, and yeah. they need to be held accountable. Well, and it's it's really funny because the intent is great, but then it just gets worse and worse the closer mm. you look. I'm curious if so they would have felt it necessary to create a Franken picture if it wasn't for body diversity. Like, they just didn't have any people on the beach, so how could they take the picture? Like, honestly, just hire some models. Put together a photo shoot. Like, I wonder if it's they, not oh, that expensive. No, 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 they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. I wonder if it was a function of like the the artist not having any of these body diversity traits themselves. And so they kind of had that shame of like, well, I, I know I have to include this, but I want to actually really, really show it. My, right? guess, like I don't have to. my guess is it's a straight white guy and it's a beach ad and he's just going to include bodies that, you know, he thinks aren't too offensive and it, fix it, the ones that are. It's, well, I think it is. I've worked. I've worked on projects like this, like where you have a shoestring budget. And if you, if you don't have a budget for legal, you're not going to be paying a high priced graphic designer either. Yeah, I'm willing true. to bet it's some poor kid. They well, hired straight stock out of photos college. are a thing. Like their yeah. stock photos are a thing. That's what this is for. And good yeah. stock photos are behind a paywall. So if they didn't give well, right. him that you pay paywall, like a hundred bucks for a stock photo, there you go. Yeah, I agree with you, but apparently they're not. <laughs> you know? I know. I'm like, just saying that this, this to me is a function of greed. I think that the artists wanted to keep all of the money for themselves and this is the easiest way to do that. And they, they knew they could do the work if they found somebody who fit the images that were requested by the Spanish government <laughs> and they went out and grabbed them and photoshopped them and tried to overlay you know, a filter so that it wouldn't be too recognizable and maybe take out some features like the prosthetic leg and like, oh, it's just the blah, 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 it's stock footage. But no, like they didn't and they got caught. Like, what do you want? Yeah, there, there is a sense of like, who's going to know? Right, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So don't do that. And I don't know, give Naomi Nicholas Williams a follow. And I don't know, just don't. Just <laughs> don't Photoshop people without their permission for a major campaign for your <laughs> country's government. But thank God just the typeface crazy. was safe. They didn't maim that. Oh, well, they did. Yes, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. They just stole it. They, that didn't, was... they didn't maim it. <laughs> um, no kerning was abused in the uh, use of this typeface. <laughs> Rolling right along. <laughs> the tracking's too high. The tracking's too high. <laughs> okay. Uh, enough of that. From KHN, there was this uh, 
cool article about um, doctors getting schooled in uh, looking beyond obesity. And even just like the article talks about like classes in being treating people like human beings. <laughs> I know if they're fat. Imagine that. <laughs> well, and I should say that what makes this, I, I think a little more surprising is you, you kind of blew past that Trevor. It's Kaiser health news. Now this is in no way associated with the Kaiser permanente medical facility. Oh, oh I would have been confused I, by that. Yeah, it is not. It yeah. is not. And they go to some, some lengths to, to say that they are simply another arm of the same foundation, if that makes sense. Okay. Like okay. if you can imagine like, a, a you know, the Kaiser family has a whole bunch of money and with some of the money, they start a hospital and with some of the money, they have a health foundation and with mm. some of the money they do. All right. So they're not affiliated with Kaiser Permanente. Right. However, they are affiliated with uh, reporting on health news. And this was big news that like, we're going to educate doctors in treating fat people like people <laughs> rather than as mistakes. Well, and I mean, they, they, conceit of the article is largely that oh you know we all agree that obesity is a disease <laughs> yeah. but but you have to treat it on a case-by-case -case basis rather than you know a one-size-fits-all like move more eat less um which is basically how it's handled now um so it's well and, and I mean, you let's face it like if somebody else had like another disease like leprosy you're not going to just say like oh i'm sorry i can't treat your knee issue because you've got leprosy and we have, and, and if you and don't you've got a disease i'm sorry you can't be you can't be helped well and that's what the article starts with a, a, a story about a woman who went to her doctor because mm -hmm. she was having some pelvic like sort of numb like pain and numbness and uh the doctor of course was like well just you know yeah he eat. diagnosed her as fat she she did uh eat less and and move more she and did, yeah. turns out she was like well we'll do you know we'll do a ultra Ultrasound. Uh, no, they sound. had. No, the person had to go to another doctor. Well, no, the, they did the ultrasound. The, the, the same doctor did the ultrasound, and they found a tumor uh, on her uh, uterus. And the doctor told her, "This isn't anything to worry about." <gasps> and then she went to a second doctor, uh, got a second opinion, and that okay. doctor was like, "No, no, no, we will perform surgery on this." Yeah, and it's nothing to worry about. The real issue is that you're fat. Yes, <laughs> not right. that you're tumor. You're fat. Tail yeah. is old as time. <laughs> Dan, you actually gave, I think it was you that gave this advice once upon a time of like when a doctor offers you, you know, well, we, if you weren't fat, we should do this. But since you're fat, you should do that. You shouldn't. Could you put that in my record that you're giving me different yeah. advice because mm -hmm. I'm fat? And, and by the way, I, I got that from Reagan Chastain, who is a, a wonderful uh, researcher into the pseudoscience of obesity. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so some of her things are, number one, could you put it in your chart that you think there should be no follow-up? Can you put it in my chart that you tell that there's nothing to worry about and you're not recommending blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is, I see. So if I were thin, you'd also tell me to ignore it. The idea of what would you, what would be the mo treatment modality if I weren't fat? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they say, because there is no disease that only strikes fat people. You, you have to, you have to learn to push back for yourself if you're fat in a doctor's office. You have to. But I, what I, I think the great part of this article is it's finally coming not just to the mainstream, but to the medical stream. Right. That mm. you can't just diagnose the, pa the patient as fat. And the, t the, the quote in the article is, it's tantamount to malpractice mm -hmm. yeah. to diagnose the patient with fatness and then send them on their way. Well, and a huge part of it, so we're, we're talking around it, but the huge part of it is addressing the educational factor. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. When you're, yeah. when you're training doctors that go through medical school, it's a huge amount of schooling. And as the one person they interviewed was saying, there's a, a stack of literature, you know, a foot high of what they still can't cover in medical school. There's just so much. And they spent 
I think anecdotally it was said they spent uh, nine hours over the course of four years on obesity. Yeah. So like, how do you, how, they, they are not being given the tools to do this properly anyway. I mean, don't be, you know, don't be an anti-fat asshole, but also like the education yeah. needs to change. Well, and I, I think with, especially with obesity, a lot of these medical students come into it with a pre-existing bias. Absolutely. Stuff. Absolutely. And if you're not helping them unlearn those biases, they're not going to be very useful in True, the diagnosis but, room. But I think, and, and again, this, this comes from the fatosphere. If you walk into a doctor's office and you say, I have knee problems, but it's not my weight you might as well walk in there with a tin hat complaining about the alien voices in your yeah. head. Mm -hmm. You are so not taken seriously. And that's because as Michael said, it's not taught the research that, Oh, I actually <laughs> statistically you're healthier if you're overweight, quote unquote, than if you are normal weight, you are there. There is no adverse. They did a study on like knee replacement surgery and the outcomes for obese yeah. and non-obese patients were the same. I mean, mm -hmm. just the fact other that mitigating I still factors. have to fight every doctor yeah. I want for every treatment over BMI, oh, right? God, yeah. In this day and age. Well, and then, and, then and then there's that thing where they go like, well, you know, we know BMI is fucked up. But anyway, you're BMI. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> Merrily I've we had that along. exact conversation. Yeah, Merrily we roll along. I mean, I don't, I don't know if this has come up on the podcast before, but I've been doing research on fat death planning. Like, uh -huh. so basically death planning as a fat person and something a lot of people think is like, oh, I'll donate my body to science. And the weight cap for donating your body to science, to medical schools is... 200 pounds, unless, you know, there's some places where oh, we're doing, you know, a special study on obesity so they can <laughs> bump that up to 250 pounds. Yeah. Well, and that goes to another, wow. that goes to another avenue of medical research and medical education, which is everything that the medical student is exposed to and every research study, because most of them are done, done as drug trials is designed for a particular type of body mm -hmm. and often cases a particular race and a particular gender. Yeah. And so it's, it's really restrictive that you don't, you're not, you're not testing and you're not researching human beings yeah. and, and bodies. You're researching what you consider your best case scenario, human being. And that's a judgment. Call. Well, I mean, it shocked me when I found out how recently it's been when they started testing new drugs on women. <laughs> period just on women up until recently basically yeah. women were considered to be men with strange hormones that you couldn't account for yeah. so just taste test the drugs on men mm -hmm. well and, and you know well like, and, and from their perspective also it's like well if we include women then we have how many women and we have to balance that's another statistic we have to we have to counter for and blah blah blah, blah. So, you know variable. what let's just keep it all mm -hmm. let's just keep it all white straight men <laughs> so the takeaway from this is that the association of american medical colleges is tackling the problem in two ways and I'm definitely not reading this directly from the article. <laughs> um, firstly, they're developing a, a, a readiness exam for aspiring medical students called Preview, which is sort of designed around assessing like competence, social skills, listening skills, like things that are not necessarily memory based, which uh, that was one of the things they talk about was like so much of medical training is based on memory, yeah. which really doesn't have to apply anymore. Like mm -hmm. you have yeah. so many easy to reference resources now. Um, and the second way is basically rolling out new competency standards for existing medical students, residents, and doctors, et cetera, around diversity, equity, and inclusion, which would, of course, encompass, quote-unquote, obese people, also different races, et cetera. It's, it's good that this is finally breaking yeah. through in the medical community mm -hmm. because it had been, it had been as, as I said, it's like you're wearing a tinfoil hat and trying to convince them of aliens. Well, speaking of tinfoil hats, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have nothing else. Here we go. <laughs> 
The tinfoil hat. <laughs> well, I was wearing mine, so I didn't hear that. Twenty twenty-two. Oh yes, where our feet are touching the ground. <laughs> We're coming down yeah. like Mary Poppins from on high. Bigby a belt. Uncle that's always perpetually levitated. Yeah. See, now I'm picturing Trevor floating around with a little Mary Poppins umbrella made of eagle feathers. This is very weird. It's basically or awesome. <laughs> uh, this week, I wanted to spotlight some videos from Anna Chapman, who um, listeners might be familiar with because she used to be with Join, which, uh, oh, I don't know if it came up on the podcast. Uh, Join is no more. Oh, no. Um, well, what is it? What Join was, it? was a um, for fat people, buy fat people uh, online exercise video platform. Mm. They were spotlight for, I think, I don't know, a tip. And then they went free, uh, like a member, no membership fees. And now uh, the site's closing, but they're transferring a lot of their videos to YouTube. So some of their stuff will still be available. But the reason we're discussing Anna Chapman is she has been doing these videos on fat self-care. And how it's been working is she's been looking at different like skin issues and stuff fat people have and crowdsourcing tips on how different people handle it because everyone's bodies are different. Mm-hmm. Um, so like one thing that I thought was interesting. Um, so if you go to her Instagram, go to her stories, you can see this. Uh, she's been archiving all of these things. Okay. Like talking about like um, <laughs> chapped butt crack. Is that like, in there? I didn't even yeah, notice that. Which um, I didn't really ever like think of as like a thing that people might not deal with, but I get that sometimes. I don't know. Like, well, and, and we talked about skin issues, things like when there's acne in the folds mm-hmm. or irritations that causing growing mm-hmm. hairs because of, you know, tight pants or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, a lot of tips in there. I was also just scrolling through, I think she put a lot of these in her regular posts. Yeah. Um, but her Instagram is just a. Chock full. It's, oh, yeah, there's, there's so many like jumping into the water like she's you know testing out a bathing suit right mm-hmm. she's yeah. like oh here's a bathing suit but she's just like jumping into the water with this big smile and splashing around and i don't know it feels kind of like the pool party from shrill mm, like yes. you, you can go to the space and just experience like i don't know her living a fun happy life and doing things to make other fat people's lives happy and fun too and if it, it just feels good it's it it's the epitome of fat watch, I would say. Going through this sort of list is also very useful for a lot of people because, like, again, it's like the chapped ass thing, mm. right? Like, it's there are things on that list that I never really thought about, but they're true, you know. And it's it's nice to hear it said out loud, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if uh, listener, have you had a chapped butt crack? It's not. It's <laughs> it's uncomfortable, and it's just something that I don't know. It's there are there's so tips many now tips. For, like, there's so many do. tips. There's like I don't know 30, 50. How many are there? It's a lot. There's a lot. lot. And um, related to that. So for Fat Liberation Month, it's still here. It's still happening. We're still we're still in it. And Chipman is supposed to be doing a webinar on this topic with NAFA. um, What is what is the topic, Trevor? uh, Fat self-care. Okay, but that's date time still TBD for that. Mm. Um, But this month at some point. Yes. August 2022. Mm -hmm. In Um, case you're listening in the future. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> what if they're listening in August 2023? It could be quite confusing. Yes. I mean, there could be another one. And if you can't make it whenever it is, uh, it will be on YouTube eventually. So Excellent. You'll be able Does, to watch later. I'm assuming Nefa has a YouTube channel. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay, yes. Good, 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 good. Alive and well. These There's all sorts of stuff. Very important there. things. Yeah, but ch- check it out. I'm try- what's the odd, uh, like, uh, 
you know, moisturize your little butt crack. Go <laughs> <laughs> Mo- Moistness. Or find some kind of person who will do it for you. This episode. <laughs> Aquaphor is a good thing for it, apparently. And then there's like actually all these like, I don't know, specific products. Like they're not like butt crack moisturizer. <laughs> Funnily enough, there is no brand that comes right yes. out and says that that's what they're for, but there are things that are useful. Oh, it's not Burt's Bees. It's like butt Bees. <laughs> <laughs> I've made enough hams for the first Block time uses it himself. pineapple and cloves. <laughs> it's good. It's, good job, uh, everybody. Yeah. Uh, check it out. Give if I mean, I feel like a lot of people probably are already following her but if you're not what's wrong with you go follow see i am see emma the chapman on instagram yes um tips with a z i mean she doesn't spell it with a z but i feel like it should tips, <laughs> tips. that's just your creative contribution yeah. to yes. the effort the tips. Tips. tips tips well anyway <laughs> here we are we're bumbling feeling, once more <laughs> into the I, I mean we're feeling good we're our, our butt cracks are moisturized <laughs> we're in fat liberation month and we were Thinking about just doing some like tales. Tales from Liberation! <laughs> I think so, uh, Michael should start us off. Okay. I want to hear can, him because he was telling us yes. a tale. I have a, I have a tale of liberation. I mean, it's, it's mostly a tale of liberation, I would say. So uh, there is a company called Cushion Lab uh, that makes, uh, I think, a number of products, but the one that came up on my ads in Facebook was a cushion to sit on for your office chair. Oh, I've seen this, yes. Yeah. And so they have, you know, quote unquote normal sizes, but they also, this particular ad was for a larger size cushion that was for, for you know, plus size people. It was like, you know, now there's one for you. Um, but they have in their ad copy, you know, that the weight limit is 310 pounds, which, you know, it's something. It's something. <laughs> like, wait, wait, that's, it's, it's a size large we haven't, person. Yeah, we know? haven't said that in a while. It's something. but Not extra large, but large. Yeah. So there's a lot of comments going around. Everyone's saying, oh, this is great. I would love to use this. And I was like, you know, I feel like this is an opportunity here. Uh, so I went on and commented on their Facebook post, and it's still there. Uh, I appreciate and support creating products to serve plus-size people, but capping your size limit at 310 pounds barely qualifies are there plans to add more size options? And they wrote back right away and said, thanks for all the feedback. Our product team is working hard to see how we can meet uh, all needs and bring comfort to all. And they added their, you know, flexing arm emoji at the end of this <laughs> to, to indicate the power of their research team. That's right, powerful research and development. <laughs> and product team. Um, and so, the, but there were also, as you can imagine, a number of comments. What, you uh, got blowback? Oh, I can't the, imagine. Well, here's the thing. Uh, there was very little blowback. Oh, In good. fact, uh, sort of reading down the list, uh, uh, one fellow said, that's right. Plus size is 385 and more. Look at the BMI tables versus height and width. <laughs> the average plus size human, you will sell thousands more. And it's a little problematic, but, you know, he's supporting. So that's <laughs> well, he's, yeah. he's trying to engage them with he, like, you'll make more money. Do it. Yeah. Which is honestly, <laughs> that's the way to get somebody's attention. Yeah. Um, another person said 100 percent agree. Cushion Lab wrote back and said, I will forward this to our product team. So they're, they're fairly responsive. I don't know. If oh, it's not just a loon this. out there who likes mm-hmm. bad people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else wrote, yeah, 310 is big, but eh. <laughs> yeah, but what? But like, they're basically saying like, and like your attempt to accommodate bigger people is not good enough. Oh, so that, that's with the you. extrapolation yeah. there. <laughs> okay. But they're also saying like 310 is huge, but well, it's not huge enough for that. Like your product is well, not it's quite. It's fat, fun. but not like fat. <laughs> so somebody wrote, 
Somebody else, in fact, I can't see it anymore, which makes me think she deleted it. There was mm. one po- person who wrote a pretty shitty response and basically was saying like, you have to lose weight. If you weigh that much, you should be ashamed of yourself. Whoa. And, blah, 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 blah. and I wrote something in reply to her, like, you know, don't be a, don't be a fat phobic prick or whatever. I just wrote something very straightforward. Probably not the, the word prick. Not prick. I mean, it was like, I don't know. I was, I was a little more uh, diplomatic about Diaper it. Diaper face. Di- yes. That. Dipstick. Uh, you were responding to a post and you were diplomatic? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Have I not introduced you to the internet yet? Yeah. <laughs> I was, well, and I felt good because, I, first of all, most of the other comments were fairly supportive. I, by the way, my, my comment has... Uh, 73 wow. positive reactions to it. Not, the, the only one that I could see, there, there's two. You could do the angry face, which is like people are getting upset by you. Or you could do the laughing, like, oh, that's hilarious. You think 310 isn't big enough or whatever. But none of that. Um, all likes, hearts. Um, I guess there are a couple shocked faces, so, you know, whatever. But, like, largely positive responses. Which, uh, yeah, and I mean, take it, it as a win. Feel. Take it as a win. Uh, every time I got a notification for like a comment or a like or whatever i had that initial thing of like do i check this because facebook doesn't tell you what the person said they just said somebody replied to your comment um and so i would check it periodically just sort of like with that ready to cringe Mm -hmm. and every time i checked it it was like actually this is not bad like this is kind of okay except for that one woman who was one of the later comments um and it felt it felt pretty cool and i don't know if cushion lab is actually going to update their, their products, I sent this uh, 13 weeks ago. So they've had a couple months to, to start putting this together. Um, I, I think the fact that you received such support and positive response and it generated such interest, I think they're probably looking at this. I would hope so. I would hope so. In fact, um, I think I have, I think my comment has the most responses on this particular ad. Like everyone else has like two or three likes yeah. or whatever. Mine has 73, so they can go fuck like, themselves, just to, basically. <laughs> just to support what you're saying, I've received the same ad, saw the saw the weight limit, and was like, nope, and just... Yeah. yeah well, because like, it's not, like, the, your your target demographic, largely, like, no pun intended, is not going to fit yeah. your advertising. Well, like, I would think that would be almost be, like, the standard weight limit for something. 310? Not, yeah. Like, if that's the, they're like, oh, here's our fat person size. Like, what is the other one max out at? Dude, when I was looking for a a fat-friendly office chair, I can't tell you how many of them uh, top out at 250. I was going to say, yeah. Like, it's so frustrating. I was going to guess 220 because it's 100 kilograms. Yeah. It's it's Mm. insane. Yeah. I had an office chair that went up to 1,000 pounds, apparently. Um, So it said. But then it Mm. got, it broke because I was trying to move it and it got like stuck in the door and then it just detached from the base. Well, haven't we found Trevor that a lot of the products that are rated like, Oh, extra heavy duty for fat people actually break first. And then it's the yeah. thing you, it's the thing you just bought at the local place that lasts forever. Right. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I believe you when you say it was broken, but I'm just checking office chairs are meant to detach from the base. They're it, not, no, this was like something in. where it's like, they, it they was, lift it off. Broke. It, it okay. was deformed in a way where it wouldn't reattach. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I know someone else that had this and like they, yeah. It, <laughs> did you Alex drop kick it through the door frame? Is this what happened? No. Or how did <laughs> and um, we only wrote it down the stairs that one time? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I have, I don't know what I think it, the weight capacity for my current officer is supposed to be like three fifty or something. 
I am exceeding that, and I am not gentle with this <laughs> yeah. chair. And well, it's, it's meanwhile, going I've got a gaming chair that's supposed to be rated up to five hundred pounds, and after two years, that fucker squeaks like crazy. Like it's so the loud. It's, it's almost like they they go after the demographic. The squeakening. And, <laughs> the squeak. they, go, they go after the plus size demographic, but then go like, oh, we can sell them. We can sell these people a million pieces of shit because they pull back on the quality. Meanwhile, the thing that is just rated for normal people is often much more successful. Hmm. Um, so yeah, anyway, that was my, I actually have two stories, but I don't want to go twice in a row. Um, I think somebody else should go next. Are we going to go around the room or who wants to follow up? Um, I guess maybe I'll go. You go, you go. We'll go the other way. Um, we never do that. So I think I've talked, I may have talked about this before on the podcast already. So I know. I will buzz you if you have. (laughs) Um, so eject you from the couch. My mom has been through a journey Mm. of true. I don't know fat acceptance stuff and mm. just dealing with me on that. And like, I don't know, everything my whole life. <laughs> it's been a, a journey for her <laughs> in all the different ways. Were you the problem child? Oh my no, God. No. I was, <laughs> oh my God. No, I was, <laughs> I was the good one, <laughs> but I was the only one that actually, no so sidebar. I was the only one that ever ended up grounded Really? I got, I got grounded well, once. She, be, because she could, none of the others would listen. Well, and also she was going <laughs> wow. through menopause. So I think that is uh, really. <laughs> anyway, uh, coming back. Zero to 30 rock. <laughs> oh, no, my period. <laughs> I mean, basically. Anyway. <laughs> so she has gotten to a point to where she is like <laughs> kind of woke about fat stuff. Mm. Where like, so she'll like talk about Lizzo and like very positively and she's like oh there was this terrible man mm-hmm. on tv mm-hmm. criticizing lizzo wow and, she, and i just it was it made me so angry because she's just so beautiful and she shouldn't have to everything. Oh, he was just, wow and like i don't understand and it just he's so hateful and i'm huh. so jealous of you right now <laughs> it was like and it's come up before this you know that awful man from the news <laughs> Is it the same guy? Or? Yeah. And okay. she had like come up about like, oh, he was talking about fat people and it just made me so angry. And I just wanted to just, I wanted to unleash Dan on him. And I just want to <laughs> see him uh, off the leash. He's off the leash. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see Dan debate him because he would just put, Dan would put him in his place. We need to issue like Dan launchers to fans. Like just <laughs> yes. walk into a place, just launch a couple Dan's into the room and just leave. Well, there is the Dan light. They shine in the sky. <laughs> I think it's uh, the Dan thing would be more like an app and it's kind of like in the flash TV show where it's like <laughs> they, when they're in danger, they press the app and Dan shows up. <laughs> um, but I was like, eventually, eventually I was like, okay, but like, who is this man, this awful man oh, like yeah. trying to get her this terrible man, some awful man on TV. Who was it, Trevor? The awful man from the news. It was um, Bill Maher. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I mean, Bill Maher sucks anyway, but that's hilarious. (laughs) Um, God, the fact that people see him as news. Well, but she she just means it's non-fiction television. That would be my assumption. It's like talk tell. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think because it's like commentary. And he doesn't cover the news and he's got puns. I mean, in the same that, you know, Tucker Carlson is the news. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Anybody with a TV show can talk about anything they want and it could be news or could be other stuff. And it's mostly just their opinions. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you know, that's to be fair, that's, that's exact, also the regular news. Well, that is anyway, actually, that is back actually, to our opinions. That is actually what Bill Maher <laughs> states. He's like, this is everything I think about stuff. Yeah. It just it happens that he's a douchebag. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's just a nice little thing to see, you know, my mom go from 
nothing to confrontational, you know, in the past to now, like, I don't know, defending Lizzo and that's a, getting that's angry a about uh, Bill Maher, the man from the news. Well, so I, my second story uh -huh. was basically the same as that, but I like this because for, for, for me, it was like the, you know, the feeling of fat liberation was like in sort of somewhat educating my family. I now like if, if somebody plans a family outing to some restaurant, mm -hmm. I now no longer have to vet the venue because they have done it already. That's great. And then, oh my and my mom. And so initially it was just my little sister because I was living with her and then my older sister. Um, and now my mom, she uh, moved to San Diego and we've been down to visit a couple of times. And she was like, she was, she was really cute about it. She was a little awkward, but she was like, and, and, you know, so I, I, I also did check, you know, the, the restaurant and I wanted to make sure that it was, you know, going to be comfortable for everybody. Oh, sweet. And, and so it should be, you know, it should be okay. And I was Yay. like, and I was, I was so surprised by it, but then I was like, this is great. <laughs> and so like in Trevor's story, that's just like the continuation of that trajectory. Like she's now getting mad about people being shitting on Lizzo. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was going to say, I don't, listeners, get your families to defend Lizzo <laughs> and uh, check she, out seating. She's the gateway drug to, to plus I see. I think, <laughs> I think so maybe, or yeah. just, you know, uh, uh, having children who are parts of national fat organizations and do weekly podcasts. About fat. <laughs> maybe, yeah. One maybe, of those two uh, things. Maybe it's that. Yeah. One of those two things. <laughs> I still, part of me is like, I don't, she says she doesn't listen. And I'm pretty sure she doesn't. <laughs> We're going to find out now. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would have heard because I've talked well, about she her asks, a few times. If she asks you about the butt crack moisturizing brand, you know. Yeah. For Christmas. <laughs> Stocking stuffers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, exa that's exactly how she'd say it. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, <laughs> stuff, that's one stocking you're going to say. We could do a whole show on Trevor's family at Christmas. Uh, yeah. oh, it's a whole It's nuts. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, Dan, what you got for us today? So uh, this is um, this is a Starbucks story, actually. Okay. In honor of their oh, callback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so once upon a time, I was in this. And you got to know, the Starbucks has been a, For those of you who don't know, there is a particular Starbucks in West Hollywood. There was. There was. Mm. Uh, it was huge. It was a huge piece of real estate. It closed. Um, we kind of alluded to that at the beginning of the show. But the point is, it's been there for 27 years. Jeez. And it's been there since I moved to the neighborhood, which was two decades ago. <laughs> and I used to get, I mean, like a lot of people in West Hollywood, are, you know, we're a lot of us in creative professions. So we do a lot of writing and we do that in our, our third space mm -hmm. in our, <laughs> so which but, was Starbucks, which whole was branding Starbucks. policy. Yeah. They, we yeah. wanted to be your home away from home. And it's it like was, that in every city I've ever lived in. Oh yeah. I wrote, I wrote a play there. I wrote most of my book there and I, everybody else did too. You know, sorry, I just have to pause to let you know that. <laughs> I got a push alert about on Twitter, basically that Bill Maher is being extremely fat phobic. Just this minute you did <laughs> like, yeah, just like literally, literally just a, now he has a new video out attacking, uh, fat liberation. Oh, okay. Oh, just in time for fat liberation. Month. Just in time for anyway, just continue. Must have heard. Writing so, at Starbucks. So, okay. So writing at Starbucks. So if you're a, a regular denizen, as I and so many other people were, you have what you've referred to as your Starbucks friends. So these are people that you only interact mm. with at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. And it's because you're there for like anywhere from two to six or eight hours. Yeah. Because yeah. it's your other office. Mm -hmm. Or in some cases, if you're a writer, it is your only office. Yeah. So I, I was working on something. I think it might have been the book. And 
he's like, well, what are you working on? And so, <laughs> so it's like, it's not, it's not so much that I'm this, you know, this brave out chubby chaser. It's just that any question eventually leads back to me, my being a chubby chaser. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for a living? You're what a are you personality. Why, why are you here? <laughs> who's your, who's your husband? Like any question will lead back to that. Mm. <laughs> What's your name? Dan Alvaria, certified author and chubby chaser. <laughs> Here's my, it's on my freaking card. <laughs> not that I'm a chubby chaser, but that, like I deal with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so anyway, so he, um, we're talking about this stuff and he is, be, he is, you, you can just watch him becoming disgusted. Mm. And I don't know how it came up. Cause I think he, at, at some point as people sometimes do when they're being very cavalier, we'll say like, well, what do you mean? How fat? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, are we talking 240 pounds? Well, no, I mean, I used to say that, and this is a while ago, but in, in West Hollywood, if you were 200 pounds, you were either really tall or really buff or fat. Mm-hmm. Those are your choices. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, so I was like, how do you, what do you, how do you describe? Well, I showed him, I guess, a couple of pictures and it came out of his mouth. Oh my God, I'd shoot myself if I looked like that. Mm. And I'm like, interesting. Why is that? His, and, and you know, typical oh because it's so unhealthy mm-hmm. so i said so wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> let me get this straight being fat is so unhealthy that you would shoot yourself which many people regard as unhealthy <laughs> <laughs> because you were so fat and like i just wanted him to confront you know that thing where like it's like oh well it's it's not that i'm prejudiced i'm just concerned about their health their mm-hmm. health their mm-hmm. health and it's like, okay, but you shoot yourself. That's your health remedy. Mm-hmm. And because I'm usually there for the mop up, he, you know, he's, he, we got into this really deep conversation about his body issues mm-hmm. and about being fat is absolutely terrifying to him. And it's one of the things he fears most in growing older is that he'll get fatter. Mm-hmm. And he's just confronting all this, per- which has nothing to do with fat people, of course. It's all him. But it was a really interesting conversation about trying to give him some freedom around this. But clearly you could just, he was just describing the walls of his prison. Yeah. It was Mm -hmm. really tough. But basically that, you know, if I ever looked like that, I'd shoot myself. And I think that's when I got the depths of where, why it's called fat phobia. It is anti-fat bias. But for so many people, it really is fat phobia. They are terrified of this. And it reminded me of a time when I was listening to some Europeans and they weren't talking about how much Americans hate fat, they were amazed at how afraid of becoming fat Americans were. Mm. And they'd pick this up from going through American grocery stores Mm. and like all the fat free and low fat alternative. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. for a European at at a particular time, I mean, they, they, uh, they have these products now too. But, you know, there was no such thing, you know, 20, 40 years ago in Europe, there was no fat-free yogurt. Well, that's you know, an there, interesting. It was just yogurt, you know? Yeah, if mm-hmm. you go through a grocery store that says fat-free everything, it just, it means that fat is bad. That's mm-hmm. And, and th- we're talking about food fat, but it just, the word fat right. gets equated across the board. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if fat is, fat dietary or bodily is the worst thing, and you want to be free of it. Yeah. And, you know, it goes into my whole moral thing about how we've moralized food. You have guilt-free potato mm-hmm. chips and, mm-hmm. you know, light and, uh, you know, oh, and eat clean, eating clean. Mm-hmm. What the, the fuck is that? Who eat, what, what do it's you like, eat? It's like, it means you, you, do eat. you dip it in chlorine? What do you do? It yeah. means you eat. So eating clean is like when you eat like a raccoon. 
and you take your food and you dunk it in water first to wash off all the germs. <laughs> no, okay, so you, you don't mean you're eating the raccoon. You're eating in the way that a raccoon yes, would. with their, their little hands. With the they, cotton candy yeah. where it dunks it yeah. in the water and then it just dissolves and he's like, oh. wait, what? <laughs> what? It's cruel. It's animal cruelty. That was, I, I feel so, so bad when it's I watch so that video. <laughs> There's some sick fucks out there, people. <laughs> there's so a, many anyway that's that's my story that's my story of like getting people in touch with their fat phobia i mean that's incredible because i i can't i'm sitting here thinking what would it take for me to have that conversation with a stranger or i guess in your case not totally a stranger you know but, me i'm really pretty bold that way i mean you're you're an extrovert and you like having conversations regardless but at the same time that's still a confronting Dan just topic like, like, likes talking to like he hasn't met. I don't understand. <laughs> well, it's also an interesting topic because like I, I love to hear about it because as much as I hear people talking about fat around me, mm. they're usually not willing to talk about that sort of like the disgust of fat. Well, they don't they don't talk about that directly with fat people. Exactly so I don't right. get to participate mm -hmm. in those conversations. Well, and that's that's what Trevor was saying is yeah. the benefit of allyship is I can do things and have conversations that fat people don't get to have with, with other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that was one of the reasons I made the comment on the uh, Cushion Lab uh, advertisement. Absolutely. Because I know my Facebook profile picture is me and I am not fat and therefore people can't read my comment, look at my picture and dismiss it for, oh, well, that's just a fat voice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, no, this is somebody who isn't the target demographic but still believes in you doing the right thing here. It is the most powerful aspect of allyship, I think. As a fat voice, I agree. <laughs> you just if, fat. I, if I mean <laughs> commented on that and said that, it would turn into a whole thing. Um, so what did Don bring to the table today? Well, I, I as think we I went round very, the second hour of our show. Very literal with this one. Um, we have marketed, we have not marketed, that's the wrong word. We have uh, brought up many products on this show that uh, I have used and I have loved. Um, I'll, I'll plug it again. Big Fig, freaking sponsor us. I have plugged your product so many times already. <laughs> um, I love that mattress. But uh, the thing that I have valued most uh, that we have plugged on our show uh, is the thing that has freed me from my pants. Excuse me? Mm -hmm. The over-the-shoulder undershirt suspenders that we pitched <laughs> a long time ago. Um, so... <laughs> I am I am that guy. I have to wear pants that um, my body changes shape when I sit down, right? So I have to wear pants that are large enough to be comfortable when I'm sitting, but small enough to not drop down around my ankles when I stand up. You know, Don, I take issue with that premise. You do not have to wear pants. <laughs> do it. <laughs> oh, boy. Gotcha. <laughs> um and I'll, I will tell you, like, my experiences going to Comic-Con have always been a little bit exhausting because I'm wearing these jeans. Oh, yeah. I'm mm -hmm. walking around all day long. And, like, it, it takes physical effort for me to keep holding my, like, mm -hmm. pawing up my pants. Oh, I know, I, I know as a chubby chaser, I mean, anybody I date, we have to do a pants break after about 50 yards. It's <laughs> so <laughs> annoying. But I never realized how exhausting it was. It is, yeah. Until I got those suspenders. And you were freed. And I was literally freed from that. You could and use both hands. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, one, uh, the realization that I'm nowhere near as out of shape as I thought I was. Oh. You know, that literally I can cover all of the Comic-Con floor, you know, without any serious issue. I love that you, you know, thought that, it, uh, you were stopping to pull your pants up, which feels like you're out of shape. 
Yeah, well, it, it, because by You're stopping. You know, yeah. yeah, I'm stopping. I'm crossing this zone. I'm literally having to use upper muscle strength to pull yeah. my pants up. Sometimes hold it up if I'm running. True, true. You know, I I never took into account how exhausting that was for me. Um, and when I started using these suspenders for sustained walking excursions out in the world, um, it it was literally freeing. Like I can park farther away. I can Isn't that amazing? spend more oh. time doing the things I enjoy, you know, and it's people treated you better. No, no, that's, that's something else. <laughs> well, you know, I, cause I was able to keep up with people. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Yeah. You I know, it's, right. I'll be honest, you know, and it's not that anyone's being douchey, you know, it's just, I don't want to be a drag on them. I mean, you know? my, my first thought when you said this is like, I can ride a bike again. <laughs> <laughs> What you're doing on a bike that's pulling your pants down frightens me a little bit. Trevor. Well, it's so funny because it, I mean, I was making the joke that it, you're comparing it to the supposed benefits of weight loss that, you know, people treat you better and you can go, you can, I, I you have so much more stamina now mm -hmm. and it's not, it's not even a mobility aid. It's a pants aid. Yeah. It's literally <laughs> keeping my clothing on. I you know? love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We've passed an hour in the show. I yeah. have to start doing something. <laughs> um, Did that's you awesome. have the last one? Um, well, mine was basically just piling up. Trevor had such a similar one as my second one that I just added it in for his. So yeah. I think we are, I think we've made it. We made it through. Excellent. Um, oh, we have a tip this week. Yes, we, we do. We have two tips. We have two. Double so, tip Tuesday, even though it's Wednesday when this comes out. The tip is... The FAA is calling for feedback on the size of airline seats. Now, before you sharpen your pencils, <laughs> <laughs> I should just add that the FAA is calling for comment on airplane seats. However, they are not at all interested in how comfortable you are. They see this purely as a safety issue because the current safety guidelines were developed, as we were speaking of earlier, only by, you know, young, able-bodied people. So the question was, can young, able-bodied people get out in case of an aircraft emergency? <laughs> and because they thought it would be unethical to test this on children and older people mm -hmm. trampling over each other in a simulator. <laughs> uh, so, and, and then it also brings up the question, which is what a lot of uh, fat activists are concerned with, is like, you know, A, nobody fits in those seats. And I can tell you as a non-fat person, I don't fit in those seats. And number two, that... You know, if you're trying to get to the emergency exit and there's not enough room for anybody, uh, that might impede progress. So the FAA is is mostly concerned with, and they really want technical details like how wide you would make the seat or what mm -hmm. you would do. They're really they're really going at this from an engineer and a slide rule point of view of what would make it safer. They have zero interest in what would make it more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yes, but it's an opportunity. It is. It is. It is. Slide in there. So, so basically, basically, use your slipstick. How how you make your voice known is um, there's a link on regulations.gov to this call for comments. Oh, I love and, regulations. Yeah, <laughs> I go there all the time. Um, and you click on the comment section. We'll link to it on the episode page. Um, and I've also shared um, some other people talking about this on Instagram. So you may have seen this already. But yeah, you have until November first, twenty twenty two to Weigh in, build your little, I don't know, model airplane <laughs> to decide how wide you think the seats should be. I think we should have a diorama with the seats. I was going to say, is this like a, like a science fair? Is like, it fourth grade we, diorama. Do you have a presentation? <laughs> yes. It's exactly like that. <laughs> um, our second tip, which is airplane 
related still. Uh, I'm going to pass it over to Dan. Oh. Because he, he wanted to say this last week, but yeah. we shot him down. <laughs> we wouldn't we shout him. it down. <laughs> yes, burn, crashed. Okay. Uh, no, so Southwest, as if the Southwest passenger of size policy is not wonderful enough that you get your second seat free, they have changed their policy now so that if you have to, let's say, cancel a trip, and typically what happens is if you cancel in Southwest, there's no rebooking fee. You just, they bank your... Uh, your airfare, and you can use it again within one year of when you purchased the seat. Mm -hmm. What they've changed is you can use it forever. They never expire. They never expire. So you don't, because well, this would happen to us. We would decide in October that we're going to go to Gay Pride in New York in mm -hmm. June, but then something happens. We can't go in March. Well, we only have till October to use that airfare. Mm -hmm. We have, and we have to complete travel by the end of October. Not any more you it never <laughs> no explained. longer no longer is this the case so it just it just let it ride baby yeah that's great and you know given that southwest like they you know they, they have their issues but the customer of size policy is unbeatable and worth supporting yeah i don't think any other airport airline None. really has a competing policy not even not, not, no, close. not even close. i think air france will not charge you the tax on the second seat. Oh, how kind. <laughs> I think, didn't one of them give you like a discount on the second seat, but it was still, you had to purchase uh, Delta, Delta has a 25% discount on the second seat. Yeah. It's not the same. But, yeah. Not uh, the same. And I mean, by the way, we've, I don't think we've really made a big deal out of this. Not only do you get the second seat, oh, you yeah. get priority boarding. You get priority boarding. You don't, you don't have to wait in those That's pens. the only way you'd be able to get it on Southwest. Yeah. Like you They'd get to, to walk yeah. on almost first. No, 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 no. First. Yeah. Like, I mean, in the first group. In, yes. Yeah. In yes. the pre-board group. Pre-board. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's great. That, especially traveling with Michael, like, that's great for me. Like, I don't have to, mm -hmm. I don't have to wait in that, especially these days, you know, like, because Southwest, like, you have to line up and it is a cattle call. Like, you oh, are crammed in. I would never take Southwest with so without many a fat other person. people. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I never go Southwest without my fat person. <laughs> yeah. That's why I always have one. Get one today. <laughs> I mean, once they started equipping their freaking boarding people with cattle prods, you knew it was mm. all over. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah, good th things are happening, people. Things are happening. <laughs> Including a bit. A bit. Yes, we a do, bit. in fact, have a bit. A bit of a bit. So. The word liberation means a lot to a lot of things to a lot of different people. When you say the word in the Western world, though, the most common movement it's associated with verbatim is the women's liberation movement. So I thought I'd focus today on one of the lesser known events in the women's liberation movement, the Battle of Glasgow. Ooh. Okay. In so the, England, the, so the, the whole tip, the whole. It's all revolving in some way around this thing, the Battle of Glasgow. Ooh, it's a whole Glaswegian okay. tip. In <laughs> England, in the early 1900s, the suffragettes were in full force out marching for women's equality. The response from the authorities was quick and surprisingly brutal. Women's marches were quickly dispersed by truncheon-wielding police and even mounted officers charging through their gatherings on horses. In response to this, a suffragette by the name of Edith Gerud started teaching the suffragettes a new skill that she oh. thought might protect them. Which skill did she teach? Oh One, jujitsu, a martial art form used for direct hand-to-hand -hand combat. Two, cavalry tactics. It wasn't uncommon for women and upper-class uh, women of the time to be able to ride, so horses were used as barricades and even to charge police on foot. Three, Confrontational nonviolence, women were taught to uh, faint aggressively and use dead body tactics to block access to areas and make arrests more uh, difficult. Or four, confrontational nudity. Mm. Cops were notoriously hesitant to beat a half-naked woman. 
Oh, wow. See, I was going with the uh, aggressive nonviolence until was, you came up with yeah, partial nudity. Yeah, I'm torn between those two. So I, Michael saw me kind of <laughs> chuckle. And Where did you was, go? <laughs> so my first thought was just like, come on, like how to suck a mean dick and just, <laughs> oh, just like, their souls leave their bodies. <laughs> and we've just lost our family. <laughs> and so I, because I almost feel like it like, I, f- I was thinking aggressive fainting, but now I think sucking a mean dick. Using their sexuality. <laughs> All right, we I got have one any for left. confrontational nudity. <laughs> I I I like it so much. I have to pick yeah, it. Yeah, same. And I also can see like some absolutely pissed off Scotswoman saying, "You know what? You want to arrest me? You're going to have to do it nude." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, D. Ah, All right, like, we got three answers for confrontational it. nudity. Ah. The correct answer is, in fact. Jiu-jitsu. No. Yes. This were, they the, were they nude? They were not. Damn. <laughs> uh, Edith Groot actually started teaching large numbers of the suffragette movement to how to use jujitsu. Wow. Never thought of it. And founded that. one of the first uh, major dojos in the West that taught women. Okay. The Battle of Glasgow occurred in 1914 when the suffragettes were hosting a prominent speaker at St. Andrew's Hall in Glasgow. Although the cops hoped to arrest Mrs. Emmeline Pankhurst before she arrived, she snuck in early among the sold-out crowd <laughs> and appeared on stage at exactly eight o'clock as scheduled, like a like a it's said like a ghost out of the nothing. <laughs> um, when the fifty cops present attacked the stage trying to arrest her, they found a full regiment of bodyguard Amazons fully trained in jujitsu and armed with <gasps> one massive flagpoles that had been arranged in advance to be used as pikes to fend them off. Oh my gosh! Two. Clubs that had been concealed in purses and dresses. Four, flower garlands throughout the chamber that were concealing barbed wire barricades and traps. Mm. Or four, one pissed off Scottish woman with a gun. Ha! <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I, hmm, boy. Uh, I mean, the practical answer is the clubs concealed in purses and dresses. But I'm going to go for flagpole pikes. Flagpole pikes? Yeah, because I, I just... The, the the idea of a pike giving you distance, like the reach of it, mm-hmm. I, I think that's smart. But you also can't use that in a crowded hall, which is why. I, don't I guess it depends on how. It depends where they're stationed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like if there is some distance. I mean, keep in mind the cops had to charge the stage. So if they're up mm. on the stage, you could use those. Yeah. yeah. That's what makes me think club. Okay. Um, is that what you're But going I've for? been wrong every time. So I'm going to stick with that streak. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm Good go for clubs. you. I'm going to go with clubs. Okay, we got one clubs. We got one flagpoles. I'm going to go with the Scottish woman with a gun because I'm still <laughs> just. All right. So uh, we have one for clubs, one for flagpoles, and one for pissed off Scottish woman with a gun. And the answer is all of the above. Oh, God. I, I almost guessed that. I almost guessed that until the Scottish woman with a gun. And I thought, well, that just sounds like a joke. Nope. They, they literally had uh, flagpoles conspicuously concealed throughout the hall. Um, all of them were armed with uh, these things called Indian clubs that they'd smuggled in from London on the trains. Oh my gosh. That basically look like juggling clubs. Have uh, you ever seen those? Oh, okay. okay. Um, but they're like the right size and heft for a woman to use comfortably. Uh, and although most women did not know she was doing it, one Scottish woman did smuggle in a, ha- a hand pistol <laughs> filled with blanks. Oh. That she well, did. St- she did fire to create a panic in the place mm. when everything happened. <laughs> 
I've been trying to come up with a movie script based on this for a little while. I freaking love this story. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. I can see Just why. the idea of these garland covered barbed wire. Oh my God. Lines going through the hall. Like I love it. I love and the, it. And the time is right for this movie. <laughs> <sighs> so what acts of violence are you willing to commit for your freedom? <laughs> listener? Where can they tell us about it? Oh, <laughs> So we're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Five stars there. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Five stars everywhere. Leave us, uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Leave us reviews. All the good things. You need a cough? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Just keep done, going. Done. Keep going. The drums are rolling. <laughs> www.bigfatgaypod.com. See the articles we talked about. I don't know. Maybe you're, uh, you're trying to come up with tactical things and who knows? I think, or just, I got I think given, I, I mean, we need like barbed wire braces. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I still just like, I like the nudity. I like my uh, uh, violent uh, blowjob that just make people's souls leave their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> It's like little ghosts like coming up. Bring, and like, bring us home, Trevor. Please. That is the straight final move home. I need in the next video game. <laughs> oh Just let's make it to the end of this show. <laughs> You're going <laughs> to watch out. <laughs> <laughs>